We conclude today the 27th chapter, 27th chapter speaking about negative thoughts and how to deal with them. And what we've learned is, first of all, to be joyful when negative thoughts come to you, not in the middle of learning or in the middle of doing good, but in the middle of you doing your thing, whether it's work, whether it's just, you know, hanging out. And now you have an opportunity. You can do a mitzvah. You can do what God needs from you to push away a negative thought that you have of a loved one, for example. The example that we're basically using. And by subduing that negative thought, it creates such a glory on high, such an amazing pleasure, divine pleasure that God has. And we explained that in this world, there's different delicacies, two different types of foods that we eat. And the reason why there's two different types of food that nourish us, because there's two different types of delicacy that nourish heaven above, the divine God, nourished. As we explained yesterday, what can you give to a father that has every single tie? I don't, but yeah, I, whatever I have, I got every single tie. <laughs> What can you give? What can you give to your father in heaven that has everything? The only thing you can give him is something he doesn't have. What does he not have? It's our darkness. It's our negative thoughts. That's a gift we can give. How? By subduing it. And it's such a divine pleasure that God has from it. It's a delicacy. It's like, you know, taking that eggplant that is kind of bitter. Seasoning it fixing it up, then now it's served, that gives, a revi it revives the soul of the individual and gives pleasure to the individual. Well, that's what that does for the divine, for God, when we do that in our lives. So that's all in the, uh, on, on the negative side. Now we're going to speak about the flip side of this is in the positive what does that mean? Doesn't have to be just with negative thoughts that we uh, subdue our negative inclination, our evil inclination of the animal soul that is self-absorbed. But it can even be impermissible things. Sacrificing one's impulse, even for a short while. In other words, delaying to partake in something that is permissible. Not in a mitzvah. A mitzvah you don't delay. A mitzvah, you know, you do with alacrity. We're not talking about a mitzvah, like learning Tanya right now, right? Being charitable or praying. No. Talking about permissible things that are important to you. Um, and you subdue that impulse with the intent of, 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 of subduing your negative side, your sitrachir. So, for example, you want to eat and you delay your meal whether for an hour or for five minutes even. And during that time, you study Torah, for example, you do a mitzvah, but if you're delaying your meal to do business, so it's just, you know, one animal soul's desire for another animal soul's desire. So that's not what we're talking about. 
subduing the animal soul's desire, which is to eat, and you delay that gratification and occupy yourself in studying Tanya, like right now, whoa, that's, that's pretty amazing. The Talmud speaks about this that back in the day, in Talmudic times, it used to be the general population would eat in the fourth hour of the day. The Torah scholars, who would dedicate an entire day to studying Torah, would eat in the sixth hour of the day, delaying themselves to being gratified by food um, by two hours, even though it didn't make a difference because before and after they learned in any case Torah. So what's the difference if you eat earlier or later? Subduing your desire, not giving in to the desire, permissible desire of eating kosher, right? Not picking out, but subduing that. So too, one can do that with not just an action, but in one's speech. In other words, you have a great desire to share something concerning mundane matters. Not, not holy matters, but mundane matters. And nothing wrong with what you're going to say. But you refrain from doing it precisely because you feel like doing it. You refrain. You don't give in to your desire. Desire here is not coming from the godly soul. It's coming from the animal soul. Permissible, but it's still your desire. Likewise, regarding thoughts of the mind, you suppress the urge of that matter in your mind, subduing it. Even, says the Alter Rebbe, the slightest subjugation of the Sitter Acher that we do here below, slightest, a minute, five minutes, whatever, the slightest amount, is the glory of God and His holiness is greatly elevated on high. Wow. So from this holiness, a sublime holiness issues upon the individual down below to assist the individual to be a powerful aid for them to serve God. And this is what our sages say, that if a person down here consecrates themselves in a small measure below, they will be sanctified greatly from above. Now this is apart from the fact that sanctifying yourself in permissible matters, you actually fulfill a positive commandment because it says, um, it, it says in the verse, and that you should sanctify yourself and be holy. So meaning sanctify yourself and you shall, meaning you shall make yourself holy, even though really you're not holy. You're not, because holy means separated from, uh, from the negative side. And the truth is only righteous people are separated from it. A regular person is not separated from it, but make yourself separated, meaning separate yourself from it in this moment meaning subdue the desire that your evil inclination has, even though, again, it's not for, it's for permissible things. It's not for evil things, right? But this is, by subduing it, there's a promise over here that you will become ultimately holy and others sanctified from above in such a way that ultimately you'll even come to a level that you will decrease your desire for um, sitter acher, for the negative force to be 
your force, your desire. Hmm. Quite, um, quite a statement. 